Hi, it's Carolina. I'm so excited that you could join us on the City Point Redcliffe podcast. You're just about to hear a message from one of our incredible preaching team, and I know you're going to be encouraged and inspired by what you hear. If it does encourage you, why don't you share it with someone who you know might need to hear it as well? And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the messages that are uploaded every single week. And for now, sit back and enjoy. I hope you get blessed. Yeah, look, I'm super keen to get into this preaching series, hey. Uh, If you weren't here this morning, it's about uh, outsiders. And I really think that uh, for every person in this room, this is going to be a great preaching series. That You're not going to want to miss out on a single one of these messages. Like if you've been a Christian for a while, this is going to be a really great preaching series for you because um, it's just nice every now and then to come into the house and get a bit of affirmation that it's actually all right that you're an outsider. It's, a, it's all right that you're in your workplace and you feel like you stick out like a sore thumb. Uh, is that a sore toe? What, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Or, or like in your, in your home, if, if you're in a non-Christian environment, if you're in your school, it's just nice every now and then to just, just be reaffirmed that it's all right that you're an outsider and that God's actually going to use that to bring people to Him. So that's great. If you have been a Christian for like two seconds, this is going to be a great preaching series because um, you're very quickly noticing that you are an outsider. If it's like your family, your friends, your school, they're coming to you asking like, what changed? What happened to you? Why are you different? This is going to be a great preaching series for you because you're going to get a bit firm footing of just like, okay, it's all right that I'm an outsider. God's going to use me as an outsider to bring people into the kingdom. And if you are not a Christian here, welcome. Um, This is going to be a great preaching series for you because if like your mum or your auntie or your mate or somebody from school, your grandma, whatever it is, if they dragged you in here, it's because they want you to be different. And this preaching series is going to show you why that's actually in your best interest to be different. title of the message tonight is The Bread Makes Us Different. Um, this is an inclusive message though. If you're celiac, uh, you're welcome in the kingdom. It's all right. It's, it's all good. Um, the Bread Makes Us Different. So we're going to be diving into a bunch of scripture tonight, um, but before we do, I just want to touch on the fact that the Bible is in its nature, it's meditation literature. So what that means is that every scripture is meant to be read with the rest of the Bible in mind. And what happens is, over thousands and thousands of years of history, God has painted this beautiful narrative where there's so many different images and themes that build and build and build, and then you step back and you see this beautiful tapestry of Scripture, and it all points back to Jesus. And it's beautiful. So we're going to, um, I, I was trying really hard to think of, um, of an example to demonstrate what this looks like. Um, and I did a bit of research, I found a movie, I don't know if you guys have seen it, like me personally, I just watched like The Chosen and The Shack and um, so that one, Prayer Room, what, War Room, that one, yeah, so it's like a worldly movie, I don't know if you guys have heard of Jaws, have you guys heard of that one? Yeah, um, and like the theme, the theme song in Jaws, do you guys know that one? The, those two notes, can you sing it? right? Yeah. And we all know what that means. That's two notes, right? But what those two notes do to your heartbeat is ridiculous. So it's like you get these two notes, but because of what the director's done, how he's built upon the images and built upon the images and built upon the images, I don't care how old you are, if you watch that movie, you swim in a pool, you hear those notes, you're hopping out of the pool because there's a shark in the pool and it's coming to eat you. Um, So, so that's, that's kind of what we're going to be doing tonight. We're going to be exploring uh, bread within that picture. We're going to be building up a little bit on those two notes, and we're going to be coming back at the Scripture with a fresh set of lenses. Are you guys ready? So good. So um, in youth ministry, we love the Bible. It is what it is. Um, so what we do is when we read a Scripture, I'll tell you like the book of the Scripture, and then you go, oh, and then I'll tell you the 
the chapter within that book, and then you get more excited, and then I tell you the verse, just go crazy, um, have a good time with it, just don't throw anything at me, please. Um, okay, so the first scripture is 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 23. So good, it's going to be up here on the Sky Bible if you didn't bring your own. Um, so this is uh, the book of Corinthians, so we've got the Apostle Paul here writing to one of the early churches, just helping them suss it out, helping, it, helping them figure out what Christianity is and what that looks like. And this is Paul, he says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of, um, of me. I did it again. I gave them so much scripture and I'm not using all of it, so sorry, media. Um, so this, in this scripture, Jesus is saying, I am bread. Uh, now, unlike the Catholics, sorry, uh, we don't believe that he is actually a loaf of bread. Um, so we're going to be diving into what that actually looks like for Jesus to be bread. We do have one more scripture before we jump into the Old Testament. If we could bring, oh, no, not yet, sorry. Yes, nice. Okay, so it is in the book of John, chapter 6, Verse 35. So good. So this is the book of John. Um, if you're not familiar with the Bible, one of the first four in the New Testament about uh, Jesus' disciples. Uh, just giving an account of, of what he said and did because it was pretty wild. And Jesus said to them, so Jesus talking obviously, um, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. So again, Jesus has a couple of times already said that he is bread. Right, man. That's cool. Um, so we're going to find out what that means. Okay, so we're jumping into another scripture. I hope you guys are strapped in for Deuteronomy 16, verse 1. So, so good. So a uh, bit of context here. Uh, the Israelites, God's chosen people, were under the oppression of Pharaoh for hundreds and hundreds of years, and he's just delivered them out from under slavery, and they are now free people, and uh, Jesus, God, you know, another conversation, um, is teaching them something. Okay, so it says this. It says, observe the month of Abib, I don't know how to say that, um, and keep the Passover for the Lord your God, uh, for in the month of Abib, uh, the, Lord say, the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night, and uh, you shall offer the Passover sacrifice to the Lord your God from the flock or, or the herd um, at the place the Lord will choose, to make his name dwell there, you shall eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days you shall eat it with unleavened bread again of the affliction. For you came out of the land of Egypt in haste that all the days of your life you may remember the day when you came out of the land of Egypt. So, what is this scripture teaching us about bread? Well, um, not how to make it, um, but what it is teaching us is we're starting to build upon the images of what bread meant. Because Jesus was a man who sat with the scripture, meditated on the scripture, so he very much knew what he was doing when he said, I'm bread. And, and the images that we're starting to picture up here is that bread was used to remind the Israelites of what God's done. So the bread is no longer just representing a loaf of bread, but we're now getting that it's representing a remembrance that God is faithful, that He delivers. It's also representing um, God's faithfulness. It's also representing God's judgment and mercy. Yeah? So we're going to jump into another scripture, learning heaps about bread tonight. 
So it's coming out of Exodus, chapter 16, verse 4 through 5. We actually do have another one as well that we're going to skip to, but I might not do the woes, sorry. Um, so this one says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven, and you people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them, whether they will walk in the law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare, uh, on the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, I will be. It will be twice as much as they gather daily, because they would rest on the seventh. And then, if we could get that next little bit up, so this is after they've done it. So it's Exodus, sixteen, verse thirteen. Do we get that one as well? I'm very sorry if we didn't. Ah, oh, how good! You guys are amazing. Let's give it up for media. So. This is a long one. Actually, I might take a drink for a second. Can you guys just like do prayer or something holy for a second? Awesome. Thanks for that. Whoa. How good. All right. So it says, in the evening, quail came and covered the camp. Um, and in the morning, Jew lay on the, uh, Jew lay around the camp. Not Jews, Jew, Jew water. Um, and when the Jew had gone up, there um, was on the face of the wilderness fine, uh, fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is this? They did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, this is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it, each of you, as much as you can eat, you shall Take an omer, which is just like a measurement, according to the number of the persons that each of you has in the tent, I, and the people of Israel did so. They gathered some, some more, some less, but when they measured it with an omer, uh, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, but whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat, and Moses said to them, let no one leave any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it until morning. And the bread, uh, and it bread, not that bread, bread, worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Fair enough, I'd be pretty cranky too. Um, but what is this scripture teaching us about bread? This scripture is, again, echoing what Jesus is talking about when he says that he is bread. What this is, is, is the people of God coming out into the wilderness, into a place of vulnerability, into a place of reliance on God, where their whole sustenance, their life, is completely dependent on their faith in God. And, and it's not something that they are meant to be storing up and hoarding up for themselves, this, this grace, this mercy, this provision. It's not something that they're storing up for themselves and that that's actually bad for them. Yeah? So just from these two scriptures, there's many more. I encourage you to go on that Easter hunt. We're getting that bread is, is now representing God's faithfulness, God's justice, God's mercy, God's deliverance, God's grace, um, God's provision, and us as His people, our faith and our trust and our obedience in Him. Yeah? So this is biblically what bread is. So now we're going to jump back to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. How good. Um, so now we're coming at this with that lens again. 
So we're not anymore just hearing those two notes, but we're now expecting a shark, yeah? So when we come back to this scripture, we're fresh in our mind of what bread actually means, right? So it says this, um, we might skip to, uh, if we, nah, we'll just do the whole thing, hey? Um, if, <laughs> if I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was portrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So remember that other scripture also talked about remembrance. And now we're coming at this scripture with an appreciation that Jesus is saying, my body is bread. My body is provision, is grace, is mercy, is provision. That you are meant to place your faith in me as bread for your sustenance, for your life, for your deliverance from oppression. How do, we, how do we eat this? How do we partake of this bread? What is the significance? Well, if you know the gospel, you know where I'm going. If you don't, that's all right. That's what I'm here for. So the gospel is, Paul writes in Romans that the wages of sin is death. That there's, there's these moral things that we can do wrong where we offend God, where we sin against God. There's these shortcomings where it's an archery term that if you miss the mark, you've sinned. All of these things, they separate us from a God who is holy, who is life, and it leads us to death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. And the way that we, the way that we access that eternal life is by placing our faith in Jesus. In the same way that the Israelites waited every morning for new grace to come down from heaven, so too we place our faith in God and He provides for us. And He atones for our sins because when He says that my body is broken for you, what that represents is that Jesus went to the cross. He lived a perfect life. He did not earn death. He did not sin. But He, he died. And when he, when he died, when that bread was broken, it was broken on our behalf. So he took the punishment that we deserved, that we earned, and then through him, we have eternal life. Through him, we get access to the bread of life. That's beautiful. Man, we've got so much time. This is great. Um, so what does that mean? What, what do we do with that information? What do we do with, with the fact that um, through placing our faith in God, that we can be made righteous and whole and that he'll provide from us a, for us and that he will atone for our sins and that through him we are delivered up out of our captivity. Well, the Bible's pretty long, so we're looking at another scripture. How good. So if, we, um, if you've got paper Bibles, part of the paper Bible revival, get it out. Uh, so this is the last scripture for tonight, so this has got to be a big one, okay? So we're reading out of the book of Matthew, chapter 14 verse 17. How oh, good. Okay, so this is, uh, again, one of the Gospels. So we got two out of four. That's not bad. Um, so this is written by Matthew. So uh, they said to him, this is the disciples talking to Jesus. Actually, let's paint a bit of a picture. So this is, again, we're meant to be hearing these two notes. As we've just read Scripture, we're meant to be interpreting the rest of Scripture. So what we see here is Jesus um, was in the, the wilderness, essentially, like he's away from civilization. And then there's a whole group of people that have come and followed him into the wilderness. And they're sitting at his feet, and they're awaiting on teaching. So we should be already hearing Exodus in that kind of language. And then we see this absolutely crazy stuff. Um, so they're all getting a bit hungry because they've been listening to Jesus for a minute, um, just like you guys probably are talking about bread a lot. Um, so we have five loafers. We have five loafers. Um, we have five loaves here and two fish. And he said to them, "Bring them here to me." 
when he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven, he said a blessing, he broke the loaves, he gave it to the disciples, and the disciples gave it to the crowds. And when they ate, they were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets of broken pieces left over. In the context of everything that we just explored, everything that bread means, we got two application points for that. The first one is, there's enough bread for you. There's enough bread for you. What Jesus did on the cross, his broken body provides you with enough atonement, enough mercy, enough grace, enough provision, enough sustenance, that it doesn't matter what you came in here with, it doesn't matter what you are struggling with in your life, there is bread enough. You can't sin your way out of heaven because there is bread enough for you. The second point is, there's leftovers. There's bread enough for every person sitting in this room. And if there was 100,000 people in this room, there would be bread enough for every person in this room and leftovers. That's crazy. Because there's empty chairs, but there's no cap into the kingdom of heaven. It's not like there's a long list and Jesus is going to be like, oh, is that 1,001? Sorry, mate. Not enough room up here. There's, there's leftovers. There's enough bread. So we should tell people. We should tell people about it. We should say, man, this is this, this crazy dude. He lived like 2,000 years ago and he came into my heart and I partook of this bread and I became a new creation and my sin was as far as the east is from the west and I was, I was made anew and I was made whole and I was freed up out of oppression from sin, from bondage, from the world. He'd set me free and now I live in the wilderness and I wait every day and bread comes from heaven and there is leftovers Thank you for listening. We pray that this message inspires you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. Go ahead and share it with a friend. And can I invite you to connect with us on one of our many social media platforms as well? Most importantly, if you made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to say congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We'd love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services around the world this Sunday. And you can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We would be so thrilled to see you there.